space and compassion. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining another Health Success Story episode. Health Success Stories are episodes where everyday people turn into their own health advocate superstar. I'm here with Lori Smith, a 48-year-old California resident, public speaker, and leadership coach. Her favorite binge series during COVID is The Queen's Gambit. Lori lives with Morton's neuroma, and for years, the pain in both her feet made it impossible to walk across a room or even stand in the shower barefoot. Today, we are going to hear how she moved through her pain and turned her life around. Hey, Lori, thanks for being here. Hi, Denise, you're welcome. Great. Uh, Can you tell us about your health success story? Yes. Um, I, I feel like I have to start before I even was aware there was a, an issue. Um, when I was, I've always kind of called myself a tomboy and I never liked wearing heels unless I was playing a character on a stage. And, uh, because the bones of my feet just did not like that feeling of being in those shoes. And I wouldn't call it pain way back then. I would have said it was just kind of like a, oh, don't do this. But I ignored that um, to some extent, not a whole lot. And then I started taking an exercise class that was a barefoot exercise class and really didn't like the feeling of pounding up and down on my feet barefoot, but did it anyway. And then eventually I started getting these sharp shooting pains in my feet and like sharp shooting. You have to stop what you're doing and just like be in the pain. And eventually someone at a shoe store um, was showing me an insert because I said something about wanting a new insert for one specific pair of shoes And he was like gently moving my foot around and pushing on the underside of the foot and said, you're going to get an aroma. You may already have one. Go look it up. Go see what it is. And I followed, you know, the traditional way of going. And I went to Kaiser Medical and saw the podiatrist. And she said, yeah, you have metatarsalgia, which is inflammation of the metatarsal bones of the feet, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, but Uh, maybe a lot of our listeners do not know. So thank you for telling us what that is. Yeah. Um, And I did already have Morton's neuroma 
in both feet, which you can probably explain it better. It's like an, an inflamed bundle of nerves. Um, and the sharp shooting pains would come when my bones moved too close together for the amount of space that the neuroma had, or when just by walking on my foot, I happened to hit the neuroma on the underside of the foot. Um, and I started doing what traditional medicine says is the pathway, which was a cortisone shot into the neuroma on each foot. And what would that do? Um, the cortisone shot is supposed to shrink the size of the neuroma, I believe, shrink the inflammation. And the first round that I got, um, it's, it's a, not a pleasant experience while getting the shot because they're sticking a needle right into the nerves that already hurt. Oh. Uh, they do numb it up first. So I, um, I felt good for a while. I can't, it's been a couple of years now, so I can't remember how long, if it was like one month in one foot and three months in the other foot. Um, and I was also putting inserts in my shoes, store-bought, pretty good quality inserts that take the pressure off of that part of the foot. Even though Kaiser did not tell me to do that. I tried on a pair of these inserts and had a like, oh, well, I know Kaiser would give me their special fancy inserts later in this process, but I like the way this feels. So I'm going to go ahead and use these store-bought ones now. Um, after whatever, like three months, maybe five months in one of my feet in particular, I think it was the left one. Like the other one was still kind of feeling okay, but the left one was still sucking and, and you know, the sharp shooting, pains would come back. Um, and I love walking and I love exercising and I love doing yoga. So meanwhile, my ability to do these things that my body and I love are all suffering because when I try to do them, I get sharp shooting pains in my feet. So I messaged the doctor at Kaiser and said, Hey, like, you know, I, is this normal? I have the pain. And she was like, you got to come in and get another cortisone shot. You're allowed up to three. So I go in, I'm talking to her. She actually shoots me in the two feet the second time and then asks me for your right foot, what percentage better was it after the first shot? And I don't remember what number it was, but the right foot had been better. So I answered and then she said, okay, how about the left foot? What percentage better has it been since the first shot? And I said, well, for about a month, it was better, but now it's actually worse. And she makes this face and in her face, I felt like I saw this like, oh, shit, I probably wouldn't have given you the second shot if I had known that it didn't actually improve the situation. Now, that's kind of me reading into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went and kind of started looking online for my own information as we all do these days. And I was like, oh my God, you know, the cortisone shots can actually be damaging the padding of your feet. So it might be making it worse. Fortunately, I have, uh, my fiance has boyfriend at the time. <laughs> 
had a she just got two. engaged people we're, <laughs> we're just gonna say that right now this is very fresh news congratulations fresh. thank you it's weird to call him that um he was the boyfriend at the time now he's the fiance um he has a member of his family who is a podiatrist and had his own business for many years so we got on the phone with him and i think uh the sentence i kept hearing from kaiser was the standard of care is this. The standard of care is this. When we got on the phone with him, he kind of said, well, they have to do that. Like I run my own business. I'm allowed to think for myself. There are standards of care, but it's different when you have the freedom of your own business. Mm -hmm. And I've dealt with neuromas and, you know, the first thing you have to do is remove the source of what is making that inflamed. So you got to get the right insert you got to stretch your calves because a lot of it is like, if your calves are tight, then you're not, you're, you keep, it becomes this like chicken or egg thing where mm -hmm. your calves are getting tighter and the pain is getting worse and the calves are getting tighter. Um, that helped a little bit, but it still like, wasn't completely getting better. And then uh, I was in a networking meeting with you and I, I think I had even like heard this networking introduction from you before when we were doing some work, but sitting there, like wearing tennis shoes to the meeting, feeling the pain from having walked from BART to the, or from Muni to the meeting location, which was only a couple of blocks. It's the, the metro system she's talking yeah. about commuting yeah. to the, to the meeting. Um, you did your intro. And you said, if you're frustrated with your body, frustrated with your aches and pains, maybe there was something in your intro about like confused about why. And I just sat there going, I feel like she is talking to me. Why didn't I ever notice this before? Oh, because my brain was in a different state when I heard these messages, like when I heard your intro before. So I walked up to you and was like, I need to see you because I am frustrated with my body. I'm confused. I don't understand why this isn't getting any better. Um, and, and that, you know, the, the podiatrist member of the family was kind of like the first seed that maybe there were other answers. And then hearing you in that meeting was like, you know, angels singing and golden light of possibility, like really seriously, maybe this could be different. And then I saw you for, I think about a year on a regular basis. Um, and not only did my feet get better, but like my whole body feels better other things that like probably when I started out seeing you there were other parts of my body that were so tight they were almost numb and I had lost awareness of those parts of my body uh, part because of all of the tightness and the numbness and part because like the pain in my feet and the like oh my calves are so tight just had my attention all the time so that I wasn't really listening to any other parts of my body that much um, as I worked with you, you helped me remember my whole body. Um, and get it to move in the way that it 
it's meant to move, which is unique to me. It's not like, oh, everything needs to be perfectly aligned. It's like, how does your body function? And getting a sense of fluidity, like the whole body kind of feeling like there's a sense of flow. And the more the whole body has a sense of flow, which does include the calves, but it also includes my hamstrings and my quads and all of the muscles in my butt and all the way up to my shoulders and my neck. Um, when it's all flowing, I it's not like I don't have a neuroma anymore. I actually still have neuromas in both feet. I have not gone to get another cortisone shot, but I walk through my whole body and therefore through my feet in a way that it's like, I'm not landing on the thing that's in pain. I'm passing through it. So the, the bones are like melting with the floor differently instead of like, eh, eh, eh. it's like whoo, through the foot at its best. Um, yeah. That's- nice. Nice. Great. So this is wonderful. This is why I have you here because I wanted people to understand that it's possible to, even with a diagnosis to live your life and live your life even maybe even better than before, if you get the right care. Now, yes, you worked with me and I'm very happy. You've been a wonderful client. Um, but this is just to show that there are options. And so, um, tell us again, real quick, uh, with the neuroma, can you say how that you got it? Is this going to be hereditary? Is this going to be built up over time? So people that may be not familiar, can you give them a little idea about that? Yeah. Um, so I've learned along the way, um, uh, it is way more common in women, especially once they get to a certain age. So like past 40. Um, and I heard another woman say, oh yeah, my mom always told me you will not be able to walk barefoot on a wooden floor once you hit 40. That's just the way it goes. Um, and I couldn't walk barefoot back then. I walk barefoot all the time on my floors, like not all the time. Cause I have cold feet and I wear slippers, but if I want to wear my little skid socks instead, I can do it. Um, if you have high arches, it's way more common because the way your foot is designed is like, if the arch is lower, you kind of might be rolling through your whole foot with more efficiency for your whole entire life. If you've got high arches, you might tend to roll to the outside of your foot and keep pressuring it so that like by the time you hit 40, uh, those of us with higher arches have put pressure on that spot more. Um, And the last one was high impact sports, basketball, volleyball, soccer, jumping up and down, all of which I did. And I did all of those things in the 70s and 80s. Uh, when we were wearing boys shoes, so not, you know, the shoes that you can get now for like women with high arches, it wasn't that it was like, take the guys Nikes and put them on your feet and, you know, lace them up real tight and hope they work. Um, all of those contributed. And then the podiatrist at Kaiser, when I described the barefoot exercise class, She said, I really think in your case that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That was like the final nail in the coffin 
so to speak, of like you have this trifecta of the arches, the high impact sports, and you're getting older, but then in your 40s, you went in and, and did this exercise class. Um, and it it showed up probably three or four months after I quit doing that exercise class. Now that I'm talking to you, I actually remember the reason I quit doing the exercise class was not my feet. I was experiencing first, I experienced like, oh, yay, I'm in this exercise class. I'm so strong. And then um, all of a sudden, I started feeling like horrendous pain in my neck and shoulders and other weird tweaks in my body. And I was like, you know, when my membership ran out, eventually I just didn't renew it. Probably about six months after I'd started going, I had like three or four months of it feeling good. And then two months of like, wait a minute, my body just feels like it's getting worse. Mm. I don't think this is working for me. I'm going to stop doing it and, and find something else to do. Um, and I did find another exercise place that I'm much happier with that is not barefoot. And if you don't want to jump, you just don't jump. You just adjust it. Like it's all about adjusting for your own body and where your body is. That was much more friendly. And then adding you on top of that. And I'm like the queen of the adjustments in those classes now. Oh yeah. It's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. Nice, nice. Thank you for for telling us that story and giving us a better insight of what you were dealing with. And so, um, yes, she actually did come and see me and it was a wonderful process. And I did not do the structural integration 10 series session on her. What I did is I applied structural integration to the bodywork practices that we were doing and also the movement education. So I'm really glad that it's helped transform your life and getting you out of that chronic pain. And I want to know what is, you know, the biggest things that you learned or the biggest thing that you learned in this process and your healing process. I learned relearned in some ways and learned in others how to actually listen to my body and be in relationship with my body. The, I thought I was really good at that from years of being an actor. Um, we're listening to our bodies all the time in movement classes, in voice classes. And I have a different body now than I did when I learned the skill of listening to my body as an actor. I learned that in between like 19 and 22 years old was very, very healthy, alive, can do a lot of things body. Um, it, I have a different body. Now I have different hormones going through my body that make my muscles feel different from day to day and week to week. Um, I think in reality, it's actually a, it's like a deepening relationship, just like relationships get the 19 to 22 was like the young love kind of relationship phase where you're totally enamored, whatever you ask of it, the body does. 
Yeah, that's um, a great description. I love that. <laughs> it just occurred to me. Um, and now it's like, it's deeper. Um, there's an unconditional love kind of thing where I love my body now as it is, and I listen to it and pay attention to it. And, you know, I don't even need to see you on a regular basis. And most of the time I can, my body and I can get into a state of flow with COVID happening this year and not getting any body work and not being able to see you at all for like eight months. Um, I do reach points where I'm like, oh, I fell too far behind my body and I are, you know, we just want help to get out of this faster, you know, um, and a reminder of bits of working with you that I learned that I may have lost, like come at it with compassion and space, even when it's getting really cranky. And mm -hmm. the, I'm talking to you having just gotten engaged. It's really like, that's what we do in relationships is sometimes with our partners when it's not going well, we start to like come at it from like, well, here's what I want and you're not giving it to me instead of going, okay, compassion space. What do you need? What does the relationship between us need? Um, and I just also had that reminder from you and my body is feeling like, uh, we had a session session about a week ago. Um, it's been getting better and better. And not just, hey, I met with Denise and I've been sitting here doing nothing. I met with Denise and I've continued to be doing some of the physical exercises that I learned from working with you. And yet my attention on like space and compassion and making, making like it's like the mental is really first because I had lost a little bit of that in COVID like over the months of COVID somewhere in like the last month it's been like I'm so busy why can't you just function the way I need you to function now instead of okay I'm gonna do a meditation with my body and give my body space so it's like you know eight days or not eight days like five or six days since I saw you and it's been getting progressively better and better and better each and every day. So nice. That's wonderful. Congratulations on your relationship with your man and your body. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, great. And so, you know, now I want to know with this health success story and love hearing your journey and uh, love that you're sharing, willing to share this with others, because I think there might be other people dealing with what you had and you know, for them to find out other ways to approach it if the way they're working with right now is not working for them. So what advice do you have for other people? I think the first bit of advice that I have is listen, listen to your body, listen to your gut. And if you're getting, if you're investigating traditional Western medicine help, and it isn't working or it feels off to you or feels wrong, your brain may not even know why. If your body or your gut is kind of going, mm, no, this isn't working for me. It's either not working or it's making it worse. Listen to that and follow it. Um, and even like in my story, I was talking about being a tomboy on my feet when I was younger. I had that kind of a like, uh, 
I just don't like the way my feet feel in heels. And most of the time I listen to it, but occasionally there would be like a corporate party. And instead of wearing the boots that I loved so much, which also looked good with the dress, I would occasionally wear the heels that did not feel good the whole time. Um, I wish I had, I could tell my former self, like save the heels for when you are where when you are playing a character on a stage who really needs to be wearing that pair of heels. And that will also save your feet when you're in your forties. Um, that's kind of the first, first part. And now I can't remember what I was thinking was this. Oh, and get, ask for help. Um, and not just from the internet, but you know, look on the internet, ask around, ask friends. I, I don't think it's something that we're particularly good at as a society. Um, and yet once, once we do start asking for help, there's like, there are other resources out there. Um, I, you know, that's, that happened in my journey. We, we asked for help from, I asked for help from my boyfriend, you know, I'm talking about being in pain and he's like, I have a cousin who's a podiatrist. Do you want to call him? And at first I was kind of like, Oh no, I don't want to impose. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get the help. He's willing to have a conversation. Let's do it. And then walking up and asking you for help in that meeting. And then even today, when I get to a point where I feel like my body and I are not getting like we're, we're getting worse rather than better. And I'm not able to get us out of it or me and my body are not able to get out of it. That's when I know I got to reach out for help. Okay. That's great advice for people listening. So yes, we are talking with Lori Smith and she has been so nice and willing to share her health success story and just things that she learned and also advice for everyone. So her main advice has been one, uh, listen to your gut and two, ask for help. Lori, thank you so much for being with us on today's show. And I wish you all the best with your engagement and the health of your feet and body. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.